Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Welcome to the Daily Roto Podcast. And if you listen to this, it's probably morning, so don't worry about it. Get up, enjoy your coffee, have a donut, and we've got you covered and make you prepared for an epic day in daily fantasy baseball. I got with me Steve Young of RotoGrinders.com. Steve, how you doing? I'm peachy, man. I'm always in a good mood. Have you ever met me in a bad mood? Let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. No, there must have been a time. Like, what really... Uh, upsets you? Um, not much, man. I'm pretty laid back. You know, it's interesting. I, I got so much stuff to talk about, but first, let's talk about Wednesday's uh, day slate in Major League Baseball. Um, so I, I was working today. I had a whole bunch of meetings. Had the show this morning, so I didn't have time to to put in a lot of things. I had a whole bunch of calls, so I played one tournament over at Fantasy Aces, and I put up uh, 88. And that got me nowhere near the money. Um, you needed an abacus tonight, and you needed more than two two hands to count your points. Yeah, it was a crazy morning slate. Um, Cleveland was definitely the play. Uh, they were highly owned, and they did not disappoint. Um, me, as a contrarian guy that likes to play tournaments, I didn't have a lot of Cleveland today. So it was not a, a great day for me. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'll, take, I'll chalk that one up and – um, tomorrow when there's, you know, a team that everybody will be on, I'll do the same thing and hopefully it'll pay off for me. Yeah, I only had Jason Kipnis from the Cleveland Indians yesterday. Uh was the only place that I had, yes, uh in that game. I basically uh I had I had a good day. Like I said, I put up eighty eight points there. Uh but I guess I missed out on uh I went with Joey Votto and uh he did not deliver in that in the Reds game. I thought the Reds would put up some points today. Yeah, I had Votto as well. Uh was the guy that I was really on. Him, Jay Bruce, and Frazier. And Frazier got me my home run, but with yeah. him all doing what he did and Arnado doing what he did, the Frazier home run really meant nothing, to be honest with you. Steve Young of com. Now, Steve uh, has had a successful uh, week. As, uh, Steve actually qualified for the Playboy Mansion, Steve. Uh, so have you begun the preparations for your trip to the Playboy Mansion? I booked my flight this morning, actually. Uh, we get into L.A., um, I think it's around uh, 9.30 in the morning, Friday, um, and then I leave Sunday night, red-eyed back to Florida. So I'll be really juiced on Monday. But um, it's crazy because <laughs> thinking about it, it was just two months ago when I got to meet you for the first time out at the Fantasy Aces event. I know, so it's good. You know what? It's it's great with the all the uh, live events. I really think that this is actually going to be the key uh, to daily fantasy continue to grow. And I actually like what Fanduel's doing. And a lot, I think, a lot of the uh, professional players uh, are not in favor with it and might think that it actually weakens some of the uh, big events. But I think more people have the opportunity, and even if it's less dollars out there for people, like you're still going to have the million-dollar Las Vegas tournaments. I think FanDuel and DraftKings will have. But if you have these smaller events, and even if they gave out twenty-five thousand or fifty thousand first all first prizes, and you were able to do it ten times a year, I think people would flock to them. Yeah, and we've seen that a little bit with um, the Boston final with DraftKings. 
and then FanDuel ran those two live finals for Texas and New York, and now they have the Playboy Mansion, the $750,000 prize pool. And nobody's going to complain about going out to L.A., getting everything paid for, and the worst you can walk away with is five grand. I know. So it's amazing. And I tell you right now, I think this is the biggest thing in the daily fantasy industry, besides million dollars. I mean, million dollars goes a long way. Uh, other than the million dollars, this thing is going to be huge. And I even love what DraftKings is doing right now, where they give out, you don't even get a trip. You can get tickets to like sporting events and play in like a $3 tournament. I think it's the greatest thing ever. And I think people will continue to do those. Yeah, I think they're really awesome. Um, they've, they've had a couple Miami ones. I haven't seen a Tampa one yet, but uh, I, I play them every time I see them pop up, and I think it's the coolest thing ever when you get these experiences that they continue to give out. Uh, you get to go to a VIP trip to USC that they have in the lobby for Saturday where you get to go four tickets, hotel, flight, and more. When can you do that You know, for the everyday guy that is working hard to just be able to, hey, I'm, you know, next Saturday or next Sunday, I'm flying out to a UFC event. So I think that it's really fantastic for the industry what all the sites are doing. And uh, DraftKings has really been the leader in this when it comes to giving out all these cool kind of experience things. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes moving forward. Now, we had a huge milestone this weekend in the world of daily fantasy sports. We had the first NASCAR race. Oh, DraftKings, of course, had NASCAR this weekend. And, Steve, I've come to find out you're a big NASCAR fan. Yeah, from, I'm from the Daytona area, so I'm only about 20 minutes from the track. Uh, I've been going and ever since I was probably 10, 11 years old. Um, my dad's a huge race guy. We own two dirt cars for a real short track over here. Um, and it's just a, it's a family thing. So I've always been into it. And ever since I can remember, my Sundays have been spent, you know, watching NASCAR with my father. You know what's amazing about it? I am not a NASCAR fan. Now, I played one entry. And it was based on uh, Scott Angle over here at uh, DailyRotoRotoExperts.com. I read his article. Now, Steve, I know you're writing articles, and we definitely can plug that as far as uh, NASCAR goes. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I really did. I actually watched some of the race. I've never watched a NASCAR race in my life. So for all the sites, I mean, for all the sporting events out there and the people in NASCAR, Major League Baseball, NFL, they are getting people that have never watched their events because of daily fantasy sports, because I never have, I can't tell you the last NASCAR race I, I watched. To tell you the truth, I think I know when it was. I believe it was the actual day that Dale Earnhardt died. I was watching that race at my dad's house, and he got in an accident. Of course, we didn't know he had died at that moment, and then my dad called me while I was on the way home. Yeah, I was playing baseball at Rollins College when that happened. Uh, I was playing a tournament. Uh, so, yeah, I actually remember exactly where I was when that happened. So it's one of the biggest things that's ever happened in NASCAR. And we've seen this with golf uh, for the most part. Yep. You know, look at how many people are watching golf. Look how much it's been driven with just golf. And uh, we see it with MMA, people getting into that and are not usually into that. And this is huge for NASCAR. And this is huge for Daily Fantasy because NASCAR has a huge following. And once they start tapping that potential of, how big NASCAR really is, it's going to be huge for DraftKings and a few of the other sites that have brought it on. And then on the flip side of that, you know, it's great for NASCAR because like you just said, 
you know, you never watched it before, so why would you watch it? Daily Fantasy. So it's fantastic all the way around. And uh, the scoring is something that a lot of people are talking about when it comes to NASCAR. I'm sure you're going to touch on that. I, I really think it was the first race, so it's tough to judge because it's such a long track. You know, it's 400 laps. It's a big track. It's the biggest race of the year. So it's tough to judge on that, but, you know, I've had my opinion out on Twitter. Uh, One thing that I think is the best drivers definitely got rewarded for scoring the most points, but I think if a player finishes first and second, they should not be outscored by a guy that dominates the whole race. But I understand it from both ways, and I think the one thing that would be kind of in the middle is if you get rid of the fastest lap. So we'll see what they do. I don't expect them to make any kind of changes over the next month, two months, three months. I, I kind of see how it plays out in that time period. It's Tony Cicada and of Steve Young, rotogrinders.com. When we come back, I'll ask him about uh, some more NASCAR. And then, of course, we're going to get into our daily fantasy baseball preparation for the big day Thursday. We've got a weird slate of games. We've got two games in the afternoon, and then we've got five games at night. So it's a weird, weird uh, sentiment the last two days. We'll see how that one plays out. Remember, it's dailyroto.com. Steve Young, rotogrinders, Tony Cicada, Daily Roto. When we come back after this, we'll get to some more NASCAR talk and then go straight into Major League Baseball. We're back with the Daily Roto Podcast, Tony Sincata, and of course, Steve Young right here. We're also broadcasting the Fantasy Sports Network, the only television station dedicated to fantasy sports 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, you can catch that on your local cable provider. If you do not get on your local cable provider, call them up, complain, and tell them you're going to move to Canada because Canada has it in two million homes. So tell them you don't want a free health care because you have to pay higher taxes. And just keep talking, and eventually they'll put it on TV for you. And if not, DirecTV uh, looks like that'll be happening soon. And of course, you can get on your RoboCoup boxes. And if all that's really complicated, just go to FantasySportsNetwork.com and you can get it there. Big show tomorrow on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio, uh, the Fantasy Funhouse. We're going to have Jonathan Bales and Drew Dinkmeyer on the show tomorrow to discuss multi-entry tournaments and do the more entries you have lessen your odds for success, or does it increase your odds for success? Jonathan Bales has done a uh, significant study, wrote a paper on it, and we'll be discussing that tomorrow on uh, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. That should be a pretty good show tomorrow, Steve. Yeah, two of the best minds in the industry. Uh, Drew Dinkmeyer, got to meet him at the Playboy Mansion last season for basketball. Um, just, you know, the knowledge that he has, and there's no – he's second to none when it comes to being a knowledgeable player. So, you know, I'd love – I can't wait to hear that. Um, I, I would love to hear what he has to say. And then Bale's one of the smartest guys in the industry. So that's definitely one of those things where you guys want to make sure you listen to that because it's going to be interesting. You know, it's interesting when we talk about the NASCAR race, how many – what is the percentage, do you think, of people that play daily fantasy sports right now that you would call basically a daily fantasy player. And when I say that, is that they play football, they'll play baseball, they'll play basketball, and heck, during the basketball all-scar break, they'll go hockey. And how many are just tied to one or two sports, the main sports, baseball and football? Um, 
uh, I would say probably 10 to 15 to 20 percent in that range will play all the sports. Some people will play most of the sports and take one season off. Uh, we see a lot of that. Uh, baseball is a long season, so we'll see guys play basketball and we'll see them play football and then kind of take um, baseball off because it's such a long grind and it's every day. Uh, so I'd say probably about 15 to 20 percent play all the sports, and really it's probably lower than that, to be honest. It'll be interesting to see how that uh, turns out because I think we're getting more and more daily fantasy players each and every day and where they're playing the multiplicity of sports. And I'm interested to see how that goes. And there's so much more and more reliable information for the people that don't play particular sports or haven't in the past. Uh, they can get help and assist now with so many great opportunities uh, like guys at rotogrinders.com, fantasyinsiders.com, and you can go to rotoexperts.com, Al Zidenfeld and the Fantasy Fantasy Boot Camp. Like there's more and more avenues to get the information so you're not going in there with your eyes closed. Yeah, the information is definitely out there. Um, it, it really, to me, um, as a guy that provides content almost every day, you still, to me, it still comes down to game selection, bankroll management, and finalizing that roster. And, you know, that's the three keys that I tell everybody, all my friends that are trying to get into it and anything like that. I tell them those three keys are the keys to being successful in daily fantasy. Guys, we're going to get you ready for a big, big a slate of games. Uh, you know, when you play Daily Fantasy, every day is a big day. Uh, so we'll, we'll go with that. But uh, it couldn't be a bigger mismatch, I think, than the first game, uh, pitcher-wise. We have Chris Sale versus Tyler Wilson in this game. Uh, Sale against the Orioles, it's a, a good hitter's ballpark, but Chris Sale is used to playing in uh, good hitter's ballparks as he uh, spends all his home games in one. So it shouldn't be a big problem for a guy like uh, Chris Sale against this Orioles lineup. And if you're only playing the day games, which has the White Sox in Baltimore in a, head, a double header, um, that's going to be something I'd, I'd uh, uh, be an opportunity. Like, do you play? How do you do that? Do you go into all-day slates with this game, or how, how do you approach this? Oh, I'll play it just because, just because it's baseball and, you know, you'll be at work or something to that effect and you'll want a little bit of, you know, just to watch the game a little bit. So um, how I would attack it is I think that Chris Sale is definitely in play. Baltimore is definitely not a team, you know, a pushover team against left-handed pitching though. So, you know, they got Adam Jones in there, uh, Pierce, a couple other guys like Delman Young that they can definitely go, you know, right-handed heavy, but looking at the stats, you know, below average in Team Woba, striking out at a 16.7% clip, which scares me a little bit with Sale. So the, the Woba's not there, but the strikeout percentage is not there as well. So I don't know if Sale is a top option tomorrow, but looking at the slate, there's three or four pitchers, and he's definitely one of them. What about your thoughts on lining up against the Tyler Wilson, Chris Beck, and Mike Wright, who's put together two big games so far in his career, but the minor league numbers don't support what Mike Wright is doing at the major league level. Yeah, Mike Wright is a guy that I targeted in his last start um, just because there wasn't a lot of pitching options that day, and it paid off for me. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a guy that I'm going to target too much today. Um, 
depending on the slate, because I think there's only one slate that you can actually play him in. Um, it's like an all-day two slate or a turbo slate. I was looking at it earlier. So there's only like one slate you can play him in where you include that game and the late game, so it's going to be a tougher slate. But So looking at it that way, um, there's plenty of pitching options in the night slate, so I just there's not a lot of value with Wright because his price is actually pretty high because of his two starts. So uh, not a guy that I'm really going to be tremendously on. I, I don't hate it, but I, I just don't see it too much. And then you have, uh, in, in the big matchup, the Boston Red Sox-Texas Rangers, you have Nick Martinez, who I've already gone on record, called the most overrated pitcher in baseball, if you believe the ERA numbers and everything associated with it. Against the Boston Red Sox team that's been struggling, leaving Minnesota, going to Texas, they have the immortal Eduardo Rodriguez getting a start for the Boston Red Sox, a left-hander there. Texas Rangers have put up big numbers uh, it's going to be interesting to see, though, against this. Of course, the left-hander should neutralize uh, Prince Fielder, Mitch Mullen, Josh Hamilton. Uh, but that being said, Eduardo Rodriguez uh, getting an opportunity here. Yeah, and you look at Fielder's numbers, they're not terrible against left-handed pitching, uh, dating back to last year or looking at this year's stats. So I wouldn't say it totally neutralizes him. I still don't like taking lefties on lefties. The pitcher always has the advantage in that matchup. Um, Rodriguez is pretty much being called up for one start. Um, they expect him to go right back down after the start. Uh, they, really what it comes down to is Boston's playing 20 games in 20 days. So they just need somebody to kind of help out the rotation. But I'm really interested to see Rodriguez. I'm a Red Sox fan. This guy has a lot of hype behind him. He's been pitching well at Paul Tuckett. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. This is not the matchup that I think I would start him in because, you know, Beltre, Andres, they, they have some right-handed hitters that definitely can touch it up. They're the third-highest team Woba against lefties this season. So not a matchup that I'm going to pick on Rodriguez, not a matchup I'm going to start him. Those are a couple plays that I'll play out of this. But I agree with you on Nick Martinez. I think he's pitching way over his head right now. And I'm looking at the larger sample size of this guy. This guy has been really bad against lefties dating back to last season, even with his good start this year. So some of these lefties like David Ortiz, Pavlovas, Sandoval, these guys in this plus matchup with this plus ballpark, Nick Martinez might have his first kind of bump over the last three or four games. Steve Young, Tony Cicada. Uh, Steve Young, of course, you can check all his work over at rotogrinders.com. Uh, i got to ask you, Steve, when you go to the Playboy Mansion – is there, like, peanuts in a jar anywhere? Like, is there food around that you should touch? Or, like, do they have, like, does, uh, do they have, like, a tray of M&Ms? Uh, see, when I went, I went with the Star Street event last year, uh, before Fandle took over that event from Star Street when they closed down. Um, there was food everywhere. There was a big bar. Um, there was beer pong tables everywhere. You know, we played beer pong. It was me, Napster Man, Primetime, Tommy G, so... I think Dink even got in a couple games with us there towards the end. That was a lot of fun. Uh, My favorite thing about the whole experience was getting to check out um, the Playboy Mansion game room, and Rad Dad actually showed me where the game room was, and that was one of the coolest things for the whole experience for me. Now, when you think of the Playboy Mansion game room, what does that consist of? Uh, It had a huge pool table right in the middle, and then it has a ton of, like uh, probably 10, 15 uh, like pinball machines. And they're just, it's just really cool. It's just a really cool experience. And, you know, uh, just a secret for everybody, 
if you don't want to wait in line at the bathrooms by the grotto, go to the game room because you don't have to wait long. Oh, really? So that that's a little inside information. If you're ever at the Playboy Mansion, you need to go to the bathroom. Go to go to the game room, and that will get you there. It's Steve Young, Tony's got a Daily Roto podcast. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back on the Daily Roto podcast. Of course, we're back. Daily Roto Podcast, Steve Young, Tony Sakata. Now, did you actually get into the grotto, or were you afraid of the bodily fluids that could possibly be in there? I went and checked it out, didn't get in the water. Um, it was just, uh, I don't know, it, it's cool to look at. You know, it's, you, you see all these videos of all time, like photo shoots, and like, hey, it's the grotto at the Playboy Mansion. But no, I didn't get in. I, just, I went in there and checked it out, but that was about it. Now, when you go to the Playboy Mansion, is there um, is there a uh, dress code, uh, or w- what do you go dressed as? Do you just wear your casual clothes, or do you have to s- suit up for the event? How does this work out? Now, I wore I wore um, swimming shorts and the Rotogrinders t-shirt. It was you know kind of laid back. Everybody was just kind of in like chill clothes, you know. Uh, when we went out there, I had a bunch of friends from the Daily Fantasy community out there last time, and I think there's even more going out there this time with me, too, so it's going to be a lot of fun again. Now, did you happen to see any, like, uh, celebrities? Um, there was a couple there, but no, I didn't get to see them. I was, you know, focusing on the games, and I, I'm, a, I'm a crazy guy. I like watching as much sports as I possibly can, even when it's that kind of sweat. Yeah, I, I tell you what, you know, what's funny is that I think that most of the daily fantasy community uh, would go that route. It seems like uh, you get, you're you there for your purpose into the games and enjoy each other's company. I thought there was a great article on uh, the com site this week. Uh, you can go to rotogrinders.com and you go to the forums over there. And they had a great site about one of the players uh, said the one thing that he's learned is he went to the first live event and he was there about all about business and he had bring his wife or girlfriend and he didn't get to really meet the fellow players and that's the biggest mistake he thought he had made uh, thus far in his uh, DFS career that he wished he met and put names with faces. Yeah, um, luckily for me, uh, I deal with a lot of people with helping out rotor grinders running their forms and stuff like that, so Knowing most of the guys and being around for as long as I've been around, um, you know, I've got to meet a lot of these guys. Uh, I had Rotor Grinders parties. This will be my third live event coming up um, next weekend. So, uh, really, I've been lucky, and I can't say there's anything better than, like, putting names to faces and, like, you know, we all love so getting to meet guys that love the same thing you do. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. Jason Haywood, who uh, earlier tonight made an error that cost uh, Lance Lynn a, a victory, just hit a home run to tie the game in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, so it's a 3-3 game, the Diamondbacks Cardinals game. And if you're listening to this podcast, you already know that because of the next day. But uh, uh, <laughs> did you have any Jason Haywood action? Yeah, I had a St. Louis stack on DraftKings, but it's not looking that good. Uh, my team right now that I'm watching kind of – I have a Dodger stack that has Scherzer and Richards, but he's not doing too good. And then I have a really low-owned Arizona stack with Scherzer and Granke, so kind of watching that one. 
And then, of course, we go back to the action. We get Buck Farmer getting his debut with the Detroit Tigers against C.J. Wilson. Uh, Wilson, now this ballpark in the Angels should help C.J. Wilson out. But there's a lot of right-handed bats with Kinsler, Miguel Cabrera, that you're going to get those top-heavy bats in there. And, of course, Rajah Davis, probably in the leadoff spot there, is going to be another great play for the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, I would tell you that a guy on the Tigers with the highest Woba against lefties dating back to last season was Rajah Davis. You'd call me crazy, wouldn't you? Uh, you know what? Just because I, I think the daily fantasy players, like they know certain guys, I think they would get it. But if you went into like Buffalo Wild Wings and you had this guy with a 24-ounce beer in front of him that thought he knew everything about sports and he said, hey, guess who has the highest Wilbur on the Detroit Tigers? I don't think he could answer that. Yeah, he would probably say Miggy. Like, Miggy's is 399 yeah. um, and Rajah Davis is 410. So, if this guy gets on base, he's always a threat to steal, especially if Ionetta is catching. Uh, we've seen a lot of Perez lately. So Perez needs a day off. I think they need to give him a day off and let Ionetta catch tomorrow, and that way we can get some stolen bases out of these Tigers. And then another attractive option in a park, A.J. Burnett, who, gosh, if the season ended today, it might be up for Cy Young. He goes against Ian Kennedy. Kennedy's been shaky since coming back from the injury. Uh a two-pitcher sights, I would consider Burnett. I wouldn't use him in one-pitcher sights. So the guys in the next two games, I like those pitchers a little a little better, three out of the four pitchers. I have Corey Kluber slightly higher than A.J. Burnett, and I mean slightly. Uh, I Like you just said, if the season ended today, I would have Burnett as a candidate in the top three for Cy Young. So I think he's definitely in play. Um, the Padres are a team that – can definitely hit. They have plenty of bats that can hit the ball in this lineup. But looking at their stats this season, even with those big six, you know, seventh lowest team Woba against righties. They're striking out at a 21.7% clip. And, you know, outside of the power numbers, there's nothing really to scare you away from the San Diego team. And if you look at A.J. Burnett, he's just been absolutely dominant. And, you know, it hasn't been really – he really hasn't had a tough matchup. So I'm really looking at who he's faced outside of maybe Arizona, Detroit, and St. Louis, three out of his, what, nine starts, ten starts. He really hasn't had to face too many hard teams. So it would be interesting to see Burnett against an offense like San Diego. But getting the Petco ballpark boost for pitchers, I think A.J. Burnett is, like I said, very slightly considering price right behind Corey Kluber. Then you have Corey Kluber, James Paxton going to Paxton has turned around. Uh, gets the Cleveland Indians, who uh, are the most interesting team against left-handed pitching, because now they're they're uh, a bottom ten, but they've moved from last this year. In 2014, they were the lowest against left-handed. Uh, in 2013, they were number one against baseball against left-handed pitching. So you got Carlos Santana, who excels against left-handed pitching. you got Ryan Rayburn. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see this lineup, uh, what they do against Paxton. But Kluber, by far, to me, uh, we all know the strikeouts. He's the guy that you have on your mound uh, for Daily Fantasy on Thursday. Yeah, I haven't seen a line yet, but I'm, I'm expecting it to be at least 170-plus for Kluber in this matchup. So, so Even on the road, wow. No, I meant minus 170. I'm sorry. Right, right. But you think they'll be yeah, that heavy yeah. of a favorite? Wow. Yeah, I honestly do. The way Cleveland's been hitting the ball, the way that Vegas kind of 
goes, I think he'll be a huge favorite. Um, looking like you said at this Indians lineup, they got Jan Gomes back, so that's another right-handed bat in this yep. lineup. Um, you know, Michael Brantley, a lefty that hits lefties very well. Carlos Santana that has been excelling against lefties. Ryan Rayburn um, continues to go under own every time he faces a left-handed hit pitcher, and this guy continues to put up solid numbers. Hit a home run the other night against the lefties. So this lineup has some left or some right-handed bats that they can definitely hit lefties, and even Micah Villas for that you know for that aspect, another right-handed bat they can put in the lineup, and another guy that can get the job done against left-handed pitching. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. Now the guy that I like. But I like him because of his pitching, and I love him because of the ballpark. So you got Shelby Miller versus Chris Heston. And the reason Miller has been absolutely – this is a guy that was a top prospect in the Cardinals organization. Then all of a sudden he slid down like second or third. And people gave up on him because they moved him. Well, he's still 24 years old, so they gave up on him way too early. He's a guy that I have on all my season-long teams. That being said, you got the number one – uh, ballpark for pitchers in Major League Baseball. San Francisco is last in runs scored, last in home runs, but the problem is the Giants are stingy on strikeouts, so that's going to be the problem in this game. Yeah, they're stingy on strikeouts, and that's fine, but there's still a team that, you know, they got 100 Pence back, so that definitely helped their lineup, but it's still not a team that is going to scare you in this ballpark against a guy like Shelby Miller, and I have to give credit and give a shout-out here to Luis Cards from Roto-Grinders. He called it about four or five starts ago. He's like, Shelby Miller is really getting his stuff together. And he has not given up more than two earned runs in any start this season. So you get a guy that has been pitching as good as he has and gets a, a nice, like you said, one of the best pitchers ballparks in baseball uh, against the San Francisco team that is not bad by any means, but it is a team that, you can definitely target Shelby Miller. I think I'm going to target him more in tournaments than cash games, but that's just because I like Corey Kluber so much. Hey, Steve Young, rotogrinders.com. Steve, what's going on? Where can people find you? Oh, they can find me at CVPPFL um, on Twitter and all over Rotogrinders. I'm all over the place. Um, always on XM Sunday mornings with you, Tony, which I appreciate. Uh, we oh, love absolutely. So, and guys, yeah. we, we go ahead. No, I'm everywhere. <laughs> yeah, people are gonna want you to bring. You know, if they find you on Twitter, they might want you to bring back a souvenir uh, from the uh, Playboy Mansion. So we'll see how that one plays out, guys. You get the Daily Roto podcast every Monday through Friday. Be up first thing in the morning when you wake up. You go. You have a donut. You have a crawler, and you have a podcast. That's the way it needs to be. It's Steve Young, Tony Cicada. We're out of here. Mm-hmm.